0: I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Gold Medal Minute Takeover, the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me is Coleman Hodges, the man on deck, Swim head of production. And today we have a very special guest. He's buff, he's swole, he's a, he's a speedo athlete, and he's a three-time Olympic champion, Ryan Murphy.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: looking for the latest swim technology from the fastest brands find the right suit for you. With swim outlets 2020 tech suit review available now at swimoutlet.com/blog. How are you,
1: how are you guys doing?
0: <laughs> I'm not doing well. Yeah. Coleman, I don't know. How, how are you doing, Coleman? Doing all right. Doing hey. all right. Yeah, it's it's we're we're getting a little bit uh, I would like I would I would like life more if we could have a swim meet somewhere on U.S. soil. But until it's safe, that's up for debate. Um, yeah, that's where we're at. How about how are you feeling, buddy?
1: I'm good, I'm good. It's actually, it's my birthday today. So-
0: what? Whoa, I'm so sorry, I didn't know that. Oh, this, you, is you, this is great,
1: this is great. This is the first actual conversation I've had on on my birthday. So consider yourselves a little bit lucky here. And it, it's wow. not too bad. You guys are, are cool enough, guys. To, uh, <laughs>
0: with on my birthday so here's the here's the question so drop what what do you what's your what's your instagram handle what's your facebook you know can pe- where, where can people uh, go say happy birthday ryan
1: so my my instagram i think my instagram and twitter are the same it's 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 not the best handle it's it's ryan underscore f underscore murphy
0: terrible They're,
1: yeah there's there's a lot of ryan murphy's out there so so the options were a little bit limited but i'm, I'm hoping i mean if if I if I roll and, and we, we kind of crush it over these next couple of years I'm hoping that someone gives up their better username and, and I can take that one over I'm going yeah. to
0: your Instagram right now to <laughs> say happy birthday there I'm a little
1: go. I'm a little ticked off that when I Google Ryan Murphy you're not the first person who comes up there's, there's a Ryan Murphy Hollywood and I don't like that Ryan Murphy
0: It's because he doesn't like you as much as I like you because when I when I put Ryan Murphy into my phone, You come right up. You're first.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. It might be a glitch on your computer, uh, Coleman. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to, I've got to install the swimmer settings on my computer. Yeah. Yeah. But, but seriously, uh, like there's, there's a Ryan Murphy in every single sports league. And then like one of the top like directors slash writers in, in Hollywood is Ryan Murphy. So, so I definitely, I definitely get bumped to, uh, to the latter couple pages on the on the Google search,
0: I've taken a meeting with the Hollywood Ryan Murphy. Uh, I took it. I took it with him like while American Beauty was was it was in the can and hadn't come out yet, hadn't won all the Academy Awards. That's what blew his career up, and that's why when you go to Google, you're seeing that Ryan Murphy. Yeah, because it, yeah. He started he started cranking out hits. It wasn't all these shows on on Netflix um he he got he got his academy awards early in life but uh anyway I just want to tell you I met the guy not as cool as you
1: it was kind of it was kind of a bummer so he signed like a 300 million dollar deal with Netflix so like my my Twitter mentions were going insane they're like (laughs) Brian Murphy signs 300 million dollar deal I'm sitting on the other end I'm like I'm rich that that career I'm, I'm done and uh it wasn't me, so yeah, it's it's definitely a bummer when uh, when I get those types of hits on
0: on Twitter. Well, let's let's talk about some things that some people say. Hey, you guys get into it. you start you start getting off topic toward the end of the podcast, and that's when you start talking about the fun stuff. So, your um, your business ad man, at Cal, um, have you graduated yet? You, gra- you you're oh, yeah. done.
1: I graduated. Uh, graduated December of 2017.
0: So never mind. Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean. <laughs> Essentially, I would have graduated on time, uh, but in, in the Olympic year, I kind of just, like, I, I didn't do any classes towards my major, uh, just because I was, like, you know, like, realistically, swimming is priority number one uh, that semester, so I don't want to, like, ruin my GPA or my major GPA for taking the hard classes. So I, so I took some easier classes that semester, and then I just had, like, six units, um, I guess, the, the fall of 2017 semester.
0: You're not one of these Olympic champions that lets their undergraduate go year after year while they're taking one class at a time. You're, uh, you're yes. Well, we've always known you're a pretty responsible guy. You're into business. You're, you're, you This is a part of your life that you love. It interests you. And I, I, I would say this in our interactions. It, it's very clear that you are savvier than your than your average Olympian. When it comes to what's going on, and, and it's a very interesting part of our world. That's a
1: compliment to me or, or a dig to everyone else?
0: It's a dig to everyone else. Just do them under the bus. Yeah. You're my favorite Olympian. There we and go. Me.
1: There we go. There we go. Happy birthday to me.
0: <laughs> but yesterday, we talked to Lenny Kraselberg. He was our favorite Olympian. Yesterday, today, you're our favorite Olympian. This week, it's all about backstrokers. And, yeah. and on, on, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, you you are you know you're not just this guy who who, who wins gold medals, but you're pretty savvy behind the scenes. The uh, but it, I, I do have to bring this up since we're talking about kraselberg kraselberg did build a cool business post Olympics, and kraselberg I would have to say, you know, you're buff. I started off with the thing with your buff man. Your shoulders have gotten thick and rounded as you've gotten older. But you know what, Lenny Kraselberg's buffer. You could still. You could, there's a little bit more you could go there.
1: I mean, definitely. And I don't think I'm going to, uh, I don't think I'm going to try to compete with Lenny on that front until I'm done swimming. But I will say Lenny, I mean, you throw a sport jacket on on Lenny and I'm like, man, I, that, that guy's a specimen. Uh, like I remember the first time I saw him, I'm like, dude, like what, like what size suit are you, uh, are you wearing there? And he was like, he's like 44 long. And I was like, you know what? Like I, I'm a 46. So I, I still, I still got him there.
0: He wears a forty-four long, but it looks like he's wearing the uh, like a like a sport coat for a ten-year-old. Like it looks like a ten-year-old sport coat on his body.
1: Form-fitting for sure.
0: Form-fitting for sure. He's is, is there like a is there like a backstroke party or like a summit where it's like it's you, it's Pearsall, it's crazelberg and you guys just go and you you pour a single malt scotch and you're like, yes, we're great. Do you guys, do you guys do that? I'm just curious.
1: I got it. I gotta say, I the backstrokers are are a pretty fun crowd and. And I don't think we've ever all gotten together. Uh, but, I mean, Lenny – and I'm not even talking about, like, drinking, non-drinking, like, whatever. You know, like, every, they're just fun fun guys in general. And, uh, so, I mean, Lenny's a super fun guy. I hung out with him a lot through through ISL this past year. Obviously, I've hung out with Grievers a lot, Clary a good bunch, Lochte, uh, Pearsall. I mean, Pearsall I probably have hung out with the least. Um, but I would actually say during quarantine, I've probably talked to Aaron the most out of out of that group. So I mean, super, super fun guys, super unique, a little bit weird, but uh, it, it's it's definitely a, a cool crew to to be a part of.
0: Do you do you, when you hang with Pearsall, you're just like, man, you put on your rocket suit, your flotation device, your rubberized wetsuit, you drop that world record, and then you left. You know? It's like, do you ever like, do you give him a little bit of you give him a little bit of hard time? Hey, you,
1: you play, you play by the rules that are dealt to you. And, uh, and, and, Aaron, I mean, Aaron mastered that. And, and that's, that's not to discredit anything Aaron's done. I mean, the dude was absolutely ridiculous for essentially a, a decade, like a, a decade of dominance, uh, from that guy. And so, I mean, I've, I've got the utmost of respect for, for Aaron. I mean, it, it, it kind of sucks that, that he pushed that 200 back world record so far, but, uh, but he yeah, awesome dude and and he he deserved he deserved and deserves everything that that comes his way.
0: Who's the coolest backstroker? I mean, we got John Neighbor, got Dave Burkoff, we got Jeff Rouse, you, Pearsall, uh, Lenny Kraselberg, Ryan. It's I mean, in you know, in my book, I'm Ryan Murphy, coolest backstroker.
1: God, dude, Mel, you're you're kind of just a hype man here. I, I love it. Uh I'm I'm feeling good. You're making me feel good today. Um that's a, that's a good question. And I, I can't say I know the, like the 70s, 80s, 90s guys super well. Like I've, I've met Neighbor. Um, I, did, I did an appearance on, on Speedo's behalf and, and talked to, to Neighbor for a long time down in LA uh, a little while back. He's a, he's a super cool guy. I think Lenny and I are probably the most similar. Like if I'm looking at which backstroker I would compare myself to, it's probably Lenny in terms of like a personality standpoint. Uh, Aaron also, I mean, the guy's just different, you know, like he's, he's kind of a philosopher, uh, thinks in a totally different way than most people I've ever talked to. So I, I always enjoy my conversations with him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. I, I I don't think, I think it's safe to say there's not a weird guy in the bunch, you know, like I, so it's hard for me to call out like, who's the coolest dude in, in
0: that group. Workoff's weird.
1: Is he is he weird?
0: All right, I'll of course, go. We were going to call him out. He was my teammate. Dude's weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you, okay. super right. well, smart. He's an attorney. He lives in Montana. He goes fishing and hunting. He's more. He's like, I think he's fishing is his thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, he's done a lot for swimming. Um, what's the what is where, where did I want to go with this? There's there, there's a really important point. It's it's a burning question that everyone's like is, is like not thinking about, mm-hmm. and uh, but when it comes to Backstroke, I think that it's a it's a very unique situation. Um, I swam backstroke and I was a prep school champion in backstroke Mm -hmm. and I loved it, but it wasn't backstroke. I couldn't master it. It was butterfly on your back. Uh, I was trying to get into this with Lenny. Um, you, you, you do have these thick shoulders and I always thought the backstroke was more core and driving with your legs, which it is, but like, what is the, you know, he was talking about his pool and how far out it was and how strong it was. You know, what what is the what is the secret sauce to your backstroke so that we can just tell everybody before the 2021 Olympic Games? Just give it away.
1: So for my for my backstroke? Yeah. I definitely think the shoulders are an asset there. Um, and, and I I mean, I guess the way that that I would say it is it's just like uh, I, I'm trying to think of like the right term or like the right analogy, but essentially like this is my this is my like lever I don't know if that's the right word but it's like I could get here and it's just like that is a lot of that's a lot of distance and then like the longer distance this is if I could if I could actually get this over to the other side that just turns into more power
0: you know and for people that are listening and not watching it's just like he's basically his, his back is a board and he can rotate you know 90 degrees almost 90 degrees pretty close and that's more reach and yeah, uh, exactly. you've got that is it kind of like freestyle going over the barrel like you know, we people started to do a lot of bent arm stuff, but it seems like you're going way back.
1: So I mean, I guess I guess freestyle over the barrel. So you're talking about about that? Yeah, these
0: guys. Say, yeah, freestyle changed. Kind we of went over the barrel, but your backstroke seems.
1: I mean, I don't. I mean, the way I think of it is, it's just like I come up with like these very simplistic analogies, um, and and I think that's from doing some of these swim clinics with with younger kids. But it's like if if you're going to do an arm wrestle. You know, like you're not going to do an arm wrestle with a straight arm. You're going to do it with more of like a bent arm, probably not, not less than 90 degrees. That's not powerful. A little bit greater than 90 degrees. And that's where you're going to pull from. I think a backstroke is kind of the same, you know, like what, what is a powerful position to, to rip the arm through? And like, that's, that's kind of like, that's the way I think of it. So yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's my philosophy on, on the catch.
0: Krasilberg, was saying he was way, way out, less bent arm. But he also, after his big moment at the 2000 Olympics, uh, he had to go have shoulder surgery, a few shoulder surgeries. Yeah. So, and then he, and then he brought his elbow in later in his career so he could actually do backstroke and you know still compete. So, interesting insight. It's yeah, a, yeah, and I think I mean I I was I was
1: sent a video of of Lenny probably like two or three weeks ago. I mean, Lenny had just an insane catch, and and I don't think I don't think Lenny thought of like his forearm to hand as like a single lever because I thought I think he kind of collapsed the the wrist a little bit to get that that initial catch. Uh, so I mean that like I mean just doing it there like I could feel a little bit of pressure on my shoulder. So yeah, I mean it, it was it was definitely fast, um, but yeah, it's not fifty a fast yeah he, he had a little bit of a technology disadvantage there who, who knows you know this is the uh this is uh i think it's mark spitz that says it all the time if if he had the technology we have he'd be he'd be beating
0: us so. no i just like man we were so slow in my when i was swimming and like did, did going what is it i don't i how do you how would you describe to somebody who swims backstroke maybe they're going you know there's their high school swimmer or they're gonna maybe swim they're not gonna swim d1 but they'll swim d1 mid-major or d3 how do you explain to them what it feels like to go a 51 800 meter backstroke i mean it's, it's just insane
1: yeah it's it's hard yeah, i mean it's it's not very easy to describe mel uh and, and i was i was a business major i wasn't a. am uh, not a wordsmith here
0: you're not a poet no, uh... be a poet
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, I I mean, I guess the best way to describe it is, like, I mean, I I have to use a comparison. So, like, when I'm swimming freestyle, it's not like, I'm not, like, a bad freestyler, but, like, no matter what, if I'm going pace freestyle, like, and I'm talking long course, short course, is just kind of, like, it's too short to really, like, know, but, but long course, like, if I'm dialed in, I could hit, you know, like, pace minus one, pace minus one and a half, like, and it's always hard. If if I'm dialed in on backstroke, like I could go pace minus two sometimes and it's, it's easy. And it's just like, it flows from one stroke to the next. Like it doesn't feel like there's any sort of like hitch anywhere. It's just kind of like boom, boom, boom on top of the water. Uh, and yeah, so, so it's weird. Like it's just weird for me in backstroke. Like when I feel it, i am just, I just can go and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt.
0: That's what you tell kids in clinics. Just hit a backstroke and it goes. Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't say that. I use the arm wrestle analogy and, uh, you know, if, if they want to, if they want to talk about the feeling, I can talk about the feeling,
0: but you're also, you're also in the water. You're, you're demonstrating, you're giving them, people are visual learners. They learn by seeing the greats do it. And, uh, yeah, I'm just giving you a tough time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know that that's, uh, Definitely a weakness of mine describing the feeling of my best backstroke.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just so out there, iconic. It's a great, it's, just, it's, it's mind-blowing to us all. It's the reason why we tune in and watch you. When I think of you, my wife was just in here, and I was like, do you remember seeing him when we were at the swim, swam? We have a bar at the at Olympic trials, and we have it say, not that you came to a bar, you were with your parents, and you came during the lunch hour. But it's uh, but we're like you know we're out there on the deck we're putting up all our signage and you come by with your family and I remember seeing you you were a kid and uh, you were really on the bubble back in back in twelve yeah. what did you get you got fourth and sixth fourth and in the and in the, in the two sixth and a hundred yes yeah yeah and uh, where was your head at I know that was that that had to be you wanted to make the team where you know how did you feel coming off coming off of trials in 12?
1: Oh, I mean it was uh, I think that year was that was the first year where I was like, man, you know, like I'm, I'm going after this. And, and that was the first year I learned like what true commitment to the sport looks like. Um, so I would say in September or October of that year, Sergio Lopez, my, my coach in high school sat me down and he was like, Ryan, like, I, I want you to approach this year as if you've got a shot at making the Olympic team, because I think you have a shot at making the Olympic team. And I'm sitting there on the other end. Like I, you know, at that point i just turned 16. I was like, yeah, I mean like, sure, Sergio, like this, is these are cool words, but like in my head, I, I don't, I don't believe that. And he was like, he's like, I don't care what you believe. Like that's part of it. Like we've got to work on your confidence this year, build that up. Um, and he kind of took me through the plan of that season. Like, all right, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, this is how we're going to build into the season, like really work the legs, work the pole, put it all together. Um and, and so I was like, "All right." Like as I went through the season, I, I busted my butt, worked super hard. I could feel the progression every week in practice. So I went into the Olympics, and my confidence was was still like I was a 16 year old. Like it was not; it, my yeah. confidence was little, not high.
0: Olympic trials. I, it, just well, let's put it out there so people know what we're talking about. You went 53.9 in the 53.92 uh, in the in the hundred. You got six 157.39 in the 200. It, legit. Did you have your driver's license yet? Uh,
1: yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get your, you get your driver's license at like, uh, like right when you turn 16 in Florida. So, so I went in and I was like, all right, like my time going in was a 55 mid in the hunter back. And I was like, all right, like this is gonna be solid. I do prelims, like make it back to semis, semis. I was like, I think I was like right next to Thoman in the first semifinal. I get second. Uh, I was faster in the semi than I was in the final I'm 53, seven. Uh, and then the final, I was like, you know what? Like, I've already gone the time I wanted to go here, so I might as well just like really gun this first 50, see what happens. So I, I went out so hard at, at finals and kind of ate it, but I was like, whatever, like that was a that was a win of a race. The 200 was my better event for sure, but going into that, I was like, I, I need some help here. Like I need I need Lochte to mess up, I need Clary to mess up, maybe I can get in at that point. And, uh, and that was my goal. It's like put enough pressure on them to where they feel me. Like they know I'm there. And, uh, and I, they did, you know, like I, I went through the semi and like I, I went and I, I saved up and went 157 three in the semi before the final, I freaked out. Like I was so nervous that entire day. And, uh, and the reason I know that they, they felt me a little bit is, is, uh, is Lochte, Lochte started, Lochte started talking to me and, and like, Lochte likes to play the head games a little bit so he comes up to me he's like he's like yeah man like I've got a triple tonight so like I don't know how this is gonna be the 200 backs the first one but I'm looking ahead to the other two and I'm like all right dude like you're gonna be fine you know like you you, you're a gold medalist and and a former world record holder or maybe the the world record holder no it was former world record holder in that event so like so he started doing that and then that just kind of that just kind of put me down you know like I got I was like I'm, I'm I'm done after after that it didn't take much for for Lochte to to get in my head before that final
0: that's awesome well I don't want to stay too much in, in the young years when you're a kid I want to bridge it to bridge it forward but we have to ask the question about bowls uh who's more fun to hang out with Caleb Dressel or Joseph Schooling?
1: Oh God! Uh, That's
0: a story team. It's a story team of greats.
1: Unbelievable, Uh, actually, an unbelievable team. This is the most
0: important question of our podcast, really. It's a story team. You guys were all great. Yeah, who's more fun to hang out with?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's. I think it's tough because I think, uh, I mean, Joseph and I are more similar in terms of like our interests, the way we think. Uh, I think Joseph was also a business major at at Texas, Um, and, and we trained together every day. Caleb was in caleb didn't go to bowl so he was in a different group so i i knew joseph better in high school i hung out with joseph more um now i mean i i probably see them equally and like awesome dudes just totally different like joseph is like so so fiery uh and and i love that like i love i i kind of love the challenge of like poking joseph a little bit to, to get him riled up and uh and, and then have those like pretty intense conversations uh where Caleb is like, Caleb's just very fun, you know. Like he's uh, I think of him still as like a teenage kid, you know. Like Caleb is always down to have a good time, do something random, uh, and he's just like he lives in the moment, super funny. So it's hard to say because they're they're so different. Like, both of those guys are are guys that are going to be friends for life for me, and and that's how that's how I view both of them.
0: Yeah, you answered that diplomatically, and we should say this about schooling. I think he wants to be a hedge fund manager when when this is all done.
1: Well, he's, he's he's got the connections out in Singapore. I'll tell you, Man, Have you he, have you hung with
0: him in Singapore?
1: Uh, I haven't. I hung out with his parents in Singapore. Uh, yeah, so I got the country club tour. It's not bad. Not not, not a bad life. Uh, no, but that's not. It's not. It's not diplomatic because like I. I do think, like, in high school, I was, I was closer to Joseph just by nature of, of being around Joseph all the time. Uh, and now, like, I mean, Joseph is, is still an awesome friend, but, but Caleb's moved into that awesome friend category as well.
0: Nice. All right. We're down to eight minutes. And so we, we now have to ask you some real questions. Do it. Um, you know, this has been a tough period of time during the shutdown. And, you know, it's uh, a lot of us, you know, a lot of folks have been out of the water. Have you been able to make any gains? Um, do you think you've been able to make any gains not being in the pool during that period of not being in the pool
1: yeah that's definitely definitely a fair question um yeah 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 definitely like I I think I mean I think the the biggest thing is like a a lot of people have said they've been down with uh, with the quarantine and everything and it's like for me like I'm I'm feeling so happy. And like, I'm, I'm always a guy, I'm, I'm always pretty happy. Like I I've never struggled with, with mental health. Like I've, I've never really gotten low ever. Uh, and so like, I'm, I'm incredibly fortunate from, from that perspective, but, but swimming is swimming is kind of a, a lonely pursuit after college. Uh, you know, like I'm still training with college guys and, um, and it's like, I'm continuing to get older. They're staying the same age, which is, which is interesting. And so like my the joy I have going to practice and interacting with the guys is, is a little bit less than it was in college. Now I, I live with five people in my house. So it, it feels like college again in, in my house because everyone's at home. Uh, everyone's work, like everyone has jobs, like they're working, um, but everyone's at home. And so like I've, I've, I've honestly loved this time to, to really like hang out with my friends a bunch. Um, and in terms of like the physical gains, totally. I mean, I I think, I mean, I think my kicking is, is great right now. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I've been focusing on.
0: Gotcha. Coleman, I've been hogging him to myself the whole time. Do you have a question, a burning question as good (laughs) as my bulls question? Yeah. Uh,
1: you, on Tuesday, you were part of an Amazon live broadcast and you played cornhole with Pau Gasol and I tried to track down the video and I couldn't, but can you tell us about how this came to be, and the and ultimately what the conclusion of that epic match was. Yeah, and why don't you yeah, send yeah. us
0: the link. Send us a link. That's what the real question yeah, is.
1: Honestly, I gotta get the link from them. And I'm not I'm not sidestepping the question because I, I did get beat, but I but I have got an explanation as, as to why. So Amazon <laughs> Amazon sent oh, first they reached out and they're like, Can you do this event? It's um it's going towards UNICEF or raising money for UNICEF, COVID relief. Um and this has been in the works for a while. So like, I was like, yeah, sure. But I don't, I don't have a cornhole set. So they send me a cornhole set literally like, like one foot by two feet, like the smallest cornhole set I've ever seen. Like Like, Jeff
0: Bezos can't afford to send you a real cornhole set.
1: (laughs) Honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to grab this thing. I'll be back in two seconds.
0: (laughs) For everyone listening murphy's off camera and he's gonna go get the cornhole set courtesy of amazon and the richest man on the planet jeff bezos to show us oh my god that's tiny
1: dude all right so we're doing oh. this cornhole thing and look at look at the size of this I oh mean, my gosh.
0: it's <laughs> the saddest cornhole set i've ever seen
1: exactly, exactly. it's like gonna like blow in the wind right now so they're, they, they're like yeah uh we send you and Pau gasol the same cornhole set Oh, great. Like, because like, I mean, the cornhole set is very, very tough. And so we're on the call beforehand and pal's like, all right, like how far, how far apart are we, or how far do we set this up? And, uh, they're like 15 feet. And, and I think that's because this is so small. Like you, you can't really hit it farther than that. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Oh, I thought we were going 27 feet. And so in my head, I was like, that was the first thing where I'm like, this guy's got a different cornhole set than, than I've got here. And, uh, <laughs> cause there's, I'm not even touching this board from 27 feet. Uh, and, and so we get on the broadcast and I look at his, he has a regular cornhole set. It's like four times the size of mine. So I got, I got crushed.
0: Uh, I call I- BS, man. It's not cool. you need to, you need to, you need to get an intro to Jeff Bezos and air your concerns.
1: Well, plus, you know, his arms are longer than yours. <laughs> I was making all those jokes, but I, I think the, it was fun. Like the banter was, was really, really solid for, for the whole time. Like there was one point where, where I was in the lead. So I started making jokes about how much better Dirk would be at Cornhole than and <laughs> uh, Sorry for all the basketball or not the non-basketball nerds, Dirk. Nowitzki. He's another European, another stretch four. so I was like, that's gotta be. That's got to be Powell's nemesis, uh, but it was, it was fun. It, it was cool to be able to do that. Powell was an awesome guy, rigged the game a little bit, but, uh, but it's cool. Like I, he, he lives in Silicon Valley. So he, he hit me up after he was like, dude, like ever want to come over, I'll give you three point lessons and cornhole lessons. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm down in South Bay. So, so I'm, I might, I might go hit him up. I might go, go try to hang out with Powell a little bit here.
0: All right. We're down to three minutes. Let's bring it back to the here and the now. You got to be kind of brief. Just give us a little, say, Hey, you know, this is where you're at training wise, and this is what you're looking, what you're going to try and accomplish really in the next three to four months
1: training wise. I mean, we're still waiting on Cal to, to open up here. So we're kind of, we're kind of bopping around to some different pools. So for me, it's trying to stay flexible, uh, really work when I, when I've got the opportunity to work, um, and, and just recognize, you know, I I've got, I've got a little bit less than a year at this point. Uh, so, you know, like the, the intensity is definitely starting to raise, um, raise for me. And, and I'm excited for that. Like I, I'm, I'm hoping to, hoping to put down some really, really solid performances in, in this next year. And, and this is kind of the, this is kind of the foundational part of that.
0: In terms of like bouncing around, is it, uh, how do you stay flexible? How do you stay flexible here in your head when it's not an ideal training situation? What do you do to try to make the uh, something that is abnormal, normal? Good question.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's, it's literally just recognizing it's like, I, I know what my schedule looks like through Saturday. And, uh, you know, and then when we get to Sunday, we'll get a schedule for the next week. And and that's, that's the, like, that's the challenge It's just like, okay, like, we don't, we don't know what, what next week looks like and I don't think anyone knows what next week looks like. Uh, so it's, it's cool. Like it, it's cool to, to have that challenge, that mental challenge um, and, and make it an internal challenge to stay focused, and get, to continue to work hard and, and to continue to improve.
0: All right, buddy. Well you know what? We're we're almost out of time and it's like we need like five episodes to really dive into Brian yeah, Murphy. Fine. We could just talk about your shoulders for thirty minutes. But anyway, will you come back on?
1: Schedule, yeah, schedule part two. I'll I'll be on here.
0: All right. Thanks, buddy. Good talking to you.
1: Yeah, good talking to you guys. Later. See ya.